Hi there, and welcome back to the Meredith Page podcast. Now, getting a website organized for your small business can feel like a mammoth task. So in this episode, I'm going to cover the three ways you can ensure your first or next website build is a success. We're going to cover how to navigate choosing the right provider for you in a highly unregulated industry, why developing a clear framework for what your website needs to do for your business will help you manage your expectations and connect with the right person, and how to start searching for the right website designer by understanding the different kinds of business models and service types out there and measuring them against what your business needs and what you want to do with the website moving forward as far as like managing it yourself or having them manage, manage it for you. This and so much more is all covered in this episode. If you're ready, let's jump on in. Running a small business while raising small humans in a small town is tough, but it's the kind of tough we chose. Why? Because it allows us to reach bigger financial goals whilst also having the freedom to prioritize things on our terms. So how do we make sure it stays that way? How do we make sure that the businesses we build continue to set us free rather than becoming something we're enslaved by? Well, that's exactly what I'm using this podcast to find out. I'm Meredith Page. As well as being a wife and a mum, I'm a marketing strategist from regional Australia. I'm connecting with the small town entrepreneurs from right across the country. I want to know how they make it work, raising a family and running ethical businesses whilst maintaining mental well-being and healthy boundaries. And every now and then, I'll throw in something I've figured out too. This is the Meredith Page Podcast. So organising a website for your small business is a massive job. There's really no two ways around that. Um, you've got to get a lot of information together. You've got to get really clear on like who you are, who you serve. You've got to do a lot of work around yourself as a service provider. You've got to find the right person. You've got to vet them. And then you've got to invest and hope that what comes out the other side is actually the website you're kind of envisaging. I get clients coming to me from both ends of the spectrum here. They've either gone and gotten a website or they've done one themselves and it's they've outgrown it or it didn't quite meet their expectations. They kind of, the person they worked with just wasn't the right fit. The website isn't the right fit. Um, or they just might have outgrown it. Their business has changed and the website just hasn't really adapted with the business change. Or they're about to kind of embark on their website journey and it just seems massive and complicated and it, it's, it's expensive. It's an investment. It's like getting a ute for your, your farm. It's like buying a vehicle. It's like buying a piece of machinery. It's, it's like a piece of equipment in your business. And, um, and it's, it's also a highly unregulated industry. There is no benchmarks for the quality or what you get. It's not like trucks. It's not like utes where it's like, I understand the inherent value and usefulness of a ute. I just need to know which one I like. Um, here are the comparables. It's not anywhere like that. Um, and you'll get people who are just starting out who might be good, but not charging very much. You might get people who've been in the industry for years and charge way more than what they should for the actual value they're delivering. So really unregulated and it can be really daunting for business owners to know kind of where to start and how to navigate all that. So they know they're going to get a website that meets their needs right now and as soon as it goes live can be a valuable tool in their business. So as a website designer and a small business marketing sort of strategist, so I know not only what a website can do and should do for you, 
but how it, could, how it should be adaptable and usable in your business moving forward. I wanted to give you my kind of like go-to tips for how you can find the right person to build your website, what you need to do to prepare, what you need to think about, and how you can kind of create a bit of a framework that you can then measure potential candidates against and hopefully, hopefully find the right website designer for you. Because there's a lot of different kinds of website designers. A lot of them specialize in different things, think different things are important, and are also best suited to serve specific industries. Um, so you need to be as discerning and as educated as possible so you can decide whether any given person is right for you. Because the other thing is, and again, coming as a website designer and as a small business owner in general, which we can all relate to, um, Learning to say no to the work that isn't best suited to us is a skill in and of itself. And not every website designer or business owner has that. So you might find a website designer who wants to say yes to your job, but may not be the best website designer for you. So you need to be the one that can make that judgment call based on having a really clear idea of what it is that you need out of the project. So let me kind of step you through. I've got kind of like three ways to get started creating this framework and this almost like it's almost like creating a brief so this is how we're going to create a brief for you which is a fancy way of saying these are my um sort of kpis my key performance indicators my benchmarks my must-haves my non-negotiables for my website project and this is how i will measure candidates against and find the right one so <clears throat> the first thing i'll get you to think about is what does this website need to do for you now um, most people kind of think of a website as like a digital billboard. Like, oh, it's just something pretty well designed online that I can direct people to for more information. You actually should dive a bit deeper than that. So thinking about things like, is ranking highly in Google a really important thing for you? Now that's a whole other rabbit hole we could go down, but I'm trying to give you a condensed version if I can. Um, so a lot of the businesses that I deal with, a lot of them are service providers, regional and rurally based, and a lot of their customers come to them via referral. They're typically doing things differently in their industry, and so there isn't like a, a set of Google search terms you could easily identify as words that potential customers would use to find them. Um, it's more about they're serving the people that are disenchanted with the current array of service providers, and they're looking for a different approach. That's how a lot of my sort of clients work. So it's really hard to um, rank well in Google when you don't have a very clear set of keywords to kind of um, target your website to because your target audience doesn't actually know that you're the solution that they need, um, which can be, that sounds really tricky, but if that's you, you'll probably really understand what I'm saying here. So, but if you're like a product or a service, but if you're like a product-based business, um, like people, people know to type in like, organic wool jumpers or, um, you know, dog jackets, things like that. Like there's very clear search terms that you could assume people will use to find you. So thinking about how likely is it that my customers are going to find me based on a Google search, um, and there's no wrong answers there. It's more about you knowing your target market and who finds you and how they find you typically. Um, and then is it critical for me to rank well in Google? Um, another factor to consider there is like, um, are you a locally based business? So do you have a very specific geographic area that you serve? Um, and so again, 
Is it super critical to rank highly in Google? Do you have much local competition? Um, like for me, for example, for a while there, I was chasing like website design on North Coast. But then, um, and it was, it was really tricky then because I, as a web designer, like I've got customers all over Australia. Um, and like I can serve customers all over Australia. So it's like, do I really, should I really be targeting website design in certain my geographic area here? Or should I be targeting web design in other ways? So I don't actually focus too much on ranking well in Google because that's not how my clients find me. My clients find me through like business groups and referrals, um, my podcast, things like that. So I don't sweat the Google thing too much. Um, so that's something you need to think about is think about how your customers find you and is it really important that you rank well in Google because you may need someone to work with you on the website project who can also do SEO specific copywriting, SEO being search engine optimization. That's an expense you'll need to go to because that's a specialized skill. So you need to be do some research around that and be prepared for that. Or alternatively, you might be like me and think, mm, I'm pretty sure most of my clients find me other ways and I can't see my client base growing exponentially if I start ranking well in Google. Like I have no idea what I would rank for. So for me, if that isn't immediately obvious that, oh, if I was going to win Google, this is the term I would rank for. So the next thing is, is do you have a set sort of workflow that your website can facilitate that gets people to commit to you as customers? Um, and can, is there a way your website can facilitate that? So again, for my websites, I deal with a lot of service providers. For a lot of what I do is um, making sure there's a really um, detailed contact form. So it allows people, the service provider, to generate a quote. And so the first time they go back to that potential customer, they can have a really tailored, in-depth conversation based on what they already understand of their needs and objectives. Um, or I'll set up something like Calendly, which is like an appointment booking software for service providers like me who do like free discovery calls. And that's how they kind of collect a bit of information about the potential customer, do a bit of research and prep work. And then again, that first interaction is really tailored and really specific. So do you want a workflow like that? Would that fit within the context of your business? Think about that. Make sure you ask that question. Do you, um, do you have a membership component to your, web, to your business or is that likely to come up in the future? Because that might determine the platform your website's built on. So there's some um, platforms like, so Squarespace does an okay job at memberships. What I like about Squarespace is it's a good way to introduce you to all these different concepts at the start. And then when you realize that, okay, this is going to be like memberships, big deal for me. Then you might want to move across to a different platform, something like Kajabi, which is a bit more tailored to the membership experience. Um, are you going to need like a tools and resources section? Would you like some sort of library functionality where people can go and download resources to help them out? Um, so thinking about how your website can actually be a living, breathing tool that helps you better serve people online, maybe doing a bit of research. There might be industry leaders you follow who have these really cool features on their website. Don't limit yourself by what you think is technically possible because what you think might be technically impossible might actually be really doable for someone with a web design development background. So sketch out in your mind and maybe write like a bit of a checklist of like the ideal scenario. What would your website ideally contain? And again, don't also think about, oh, that sounds expensive. You don't know what isn't isn't expensive. And some people might have a really cool format or system for achieving something, which might make it cheaper. You don't know. Create the ideal scenario and work backwards from there. 
Then once you've developed this ideal scenario list, what I want you to do is I want you to number them from one to however many there is from like critical, non-negotiable, website must do this, to like, oh, this would be cool if it could do this. So what are one through 10 or however many points you've come up with. So then you've got your priority list for what your website must do, but down right down to what it'd be nice if it could do. So the next thing I want you to think about is this. How involved do you want to be in your website ongoing? Um, and this, again, will have a lot to do with the kind of person you deal with and the platform it may be built on. So a lot of my business, um, all of my clients, they're small businesses, small towns, small team. So it's either them, they might have a couple of key staff, and they want to be able to jump into that website at any given time and like add a team member, add a special, like add a product, service, something like that. They want the ability to jump in there and add stuff without needing to wait for me. It means they can do it at midnight when they're doing their book work. They don't have to worry about bothering anyone at you know one, two o'clock in the morning because that's just how life is for us. So that's my clientele. I have had other clients who wanted to be very hands off from the website and that's not who I'm best suited to serve. Um, <clears throat> Those kinds of clients are looking more for someone that it's like the, I just want to throw money at someone and I'll have like, I'll have my team of people and like, they'll do it. Um, like flip side, one of my business coaches, he's fantastic, really highly successful. He has got just a fleet of virtual assistants and support people. And so I built his website, but I know he doesn't manage it straight away. He's like, that person does that. That person handles this thing. So he has a person for everything. So he's the kind of person where it's like, I don't want to personally do it. I have people to do that. I will pay experts. I will pay people who are proficient with that skill set to do that job. So that is what you need to think about with your website is do you, do you want to be able to jump in and out of this thing at leisure whenever you've got an idea? Are you confident enough to jump in there and go, yeah, you know what? I'll figure this out. You know, if I've been given a good product, it shouldn't be this hard or do you want to keep it as far away as you can and just send someone an email and know it's going to get done and you don't have to touch it and there's pros and cons to both of those things obviously the benefit of having that information and knowledge inside your business is it gives you greater autonomy you're not um you're not committed or tied to a web designer that could go mia or go out of business because it is very easy to start being a freelance web designer but like most like any business Starting a business and staying in business are two very different skills. So some people become web designers, then realize, oh, this working for yourself thing isn't, you know, the cakewalk I thought it was going to be. Then they go back and get a paid job, which is totally fine. But you've then got to realize your website is then you're tied to someone for whom um, running your website and serving you is not their top priority anymore. So that's something you need to consider. Um, but then you have to have a certain level of tech confidence and you have to be willing to kind of get in there and try and figure stuff out and have, have want to have like a bit of a troubleshooting mentality. Not that the website should give you trouble, but you should have the desire to want to figure stuff out for the sake of being autonomous and in control. Or you could be the sort of person where it's like, I hate technology. I don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. Um, I would rather pay someone to do it. That is fine, but then, yeah, you're kind of, you're on, you're reliant on them to have this website work for you. So you need to be really discerning on who you give your power away to there, more or less. Which kind of brings me to the third point is who do you want to work with? And this is kind of closely tied to the kinds of costs you might be up for. 
So you could work with a freelancer, someone like me. I've got a small team of support staff, but it is mainly just me doing the work. So if we talk and we commit to doing a website together, I will be doing it. <clears throat> so freelancers, because we've got lower, less overheads, we're typically cheaper than an agency model. Typically, not always. Um, but again, like I said, the freelancer kind of person may be more likely to sort of dip in and out of business. Um, they get really busy. Like I know sometimes I can't get to emails and so, like support requests straight away. That's why I try to set my websites up so my clients can pretty much do whatever it is they need to do. And typically speaking, they only really come back to me if there's a change they can't figure out and they've been through the training videos I gave them. They've done a bit of Googling themselves. So I know they've had a crack at it and they're coming to me because then they're stuck and it's something that they're missing that's just, that's okay, you know. Um, sometimes we do have to make little technical tweaks to get a look that look just right. And so it might be to do with that, which is totally fine. But because I am a freelancer and because it is a small team, um, I don't have the capacity to be responding like that at all hours of the day or night. So there's that consideration. But I do know that I feel like my websites are really high value packages and I'm on the cheaper end of the market. Flip side, you might um, want to work with an agency. Um, so they're a bit bigger. You're probably looking at someone who's got an office, a bit of a big a team of like, you might have, um, they might have a developer, an SEO copywriter, um, a graphic designer, and then they bring all those skills together and they manage the website project. Now their overheads are going to be higher. So you might be paying more for the website and then they might be more inclined to do the work for you and keep you on like a retainer model. So they might sort of go, you know, we're always here to help. You just pay a monthly fee and we will make the changes for you. Um, so just think about who you want to work with, what's your budget and what do you kind of perceive to be the ideal model for you. As always, get referrals. Talk to your business buddies who have got a website they're happy with. Ask who they've worked with with their website builds. Um, go do a bit of shameless snooping of the company. Look at their social media. Look at the other companies they've served. Get a feel for like, what are their values? Do their values kind of align with you? Do they want you to be in control? Do they want to do it all for you? Again, neither of those things is better than the other or wrong. Um, it's more about what's going to work for you. What do you want out of the project and who's going to deliver what you want? Who's actually going to listen to you and who's going to be best suited to fit the outcome that you're looking for? So, um, and we're pretty good at that in the country. We're pretty good at giving each other referrals and, you know, giving each other a leg up. And we trust people we trust. So reach out to some of your business buddies, see who's had a website built that they're really happy with and do a bit of investigation. One of the biggest bugbears I have about web design is there can be a lot of smoke and mirrors in this game. Unfortunately, I feel like there's a lot of web designers out there who take advantage of the fact they're dealing with small business owners that are, whilst highly intelligent people, are not super tech savvy. Um, and they use that to their advantage. And that's one of the biggest things that drives me nuts about this industry and why I wish it was a little bit more regulated, but then sometimes I don't think more regulation is the key to everything. So... Suffice to say, I would love for my small business people to be educated. Whether you work with me, whether you work with someone else, I want you to have a clear idea of what it is that you want, what you've seen out in the wild there and know what's possible for your website and be very clear about what you want in terms of the ongoing management of your website. Um, and make sure you're very clear with people when you're getting quotes that this is the outcome I want, this is what I want. Be receptive to have to be a bit, have a few, few compromises along the way, 
Like I know for my work, so I use Squarespace because it's a really user-friendly platform and I've handed it off to even the most technophobic business owners and they've loved it. Um, but sometimes there is a little bit of a trade-off in, okay, if you want to be able to do it all yourself, we might be able to do achieve this particular outcome in this highly technical way because it's going to be so technical you can't do anything with it. It's going to be kind of um, a bit too complicated. But we can achieve the same outcome in this plan B way that isn't as technical, still gets you the result that you need, but it means that you can have greater control of how that process is set up because it's not this super technical bit of code I've got to get written. So be really clear on your objectives, be really clear on what you want out of it and start doing some research because it is a big piece of infrastructure to invest in. Doesn't mean it has to be super expensive, but listen to your gut about whether you feel like you're actually getting value um, do your research, be educated, and then make sure you actually use the tool to grow your business because that's ultimately what it's about. It's about having a really well-designed, useful tool to help you grow the business you need to create the life that you want. Good luck, guys. And if you've ever got any questions about um, web design or you've got a, or something that's come up and you're not quite sure and you'd love a second opinion, I'd love to help. Otherwise, 